content is not just ebooks, right? And it's not data sheet with the account name on it. So it's everything, everything that you do. And it's really hard to do if you don't have a good content generating strategy and a content team that can help you do that. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. To sign up for the upcoming Flip My Funnel conference this August in Boston, visit flipmyfunnel.com and use promo code PODCAST for special pricing. This podcast is supported by LinkedIn, Marketo, Terminus, PFL, and BrightFunnel, titanium sponsors of the Flip My Funnel community. My name is Anastasia Pavlova. I run North America Demand Gen at Marketo. And so my team focuses on the entire customer lifecycle from a new SMB logo acquisition all the way to cross-sell and retention. So how many of you are actually working for small or medium-sized companies, sort of most of you companies, like up to 500 employees, up to half a billion dollars? Yeah, most of you. How many of you are doing ABM these days? Wow. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. So here's the agenda for today. So the first question that I want to ask everyone, does ABM strategy work for SMBs? And then we're going to cover a framework that we use at Marketo. It's very similar to many frameworks that uh, you've seen today if you attended other sessions. And then I'm going to walk you through a Marketo case studies, how actually we do account-based marketing targeting SMB companies at Marketo. So the first question, does an ABM strategy work for SMBs? And a few months ago, so we ran a survey asking marketers in companies of various sizes whether where they're doing uh, account-based marketing and kind of what challenges they see in the process and how, what specifically they're doing. So this sample size is from uh, SMB companies in particular. And what we found out that ABM adoption is pretty low, right? Only 33% of SMB companies in North America are actually doing some type of ABM. And actually, the majority of, of these companies are at the early stage of ABM. And so surprise, surprise, there are some challenges for SMB companies, right? So the top three challenges that were identified were number one, understanding the basics and benefits of ABM. So these conferences are great because we are building awareness for ABM. Number two is content. And number three is running integrated cross-channel campaigns. Well, again, not very surprising because SMB companies are typically resource constrained. So just kind of to, to touch on the, the first challenge and to continue developing awareness of what ABM is, well, it is all about focus, right? So ABM is about focusing all efforts, marketing, sales, the whole organization on the accounts that really matter. And the benefits of ABM, again, there's been a lot of discussion about that. The biggest ones are, of course, that it's bigger ROI, higher revenue, but there are a lot of other benefits as well, namely better sales and marketing alignment, a lot more business momentum, because when an SMB company wins a big deal, it is a really big deal, and it could be a catalyst for pushing the company on a path of success. So... This is a quote from Matt Hines, and really, so it's not about the company size, right? So ABM isn't about the company size. If there is more than one person in the organization, you need to influence to get the deal. ABM applies. So all of you should be thinking and about ABM and practicing it. 
but how do you do it, right? So again, there's been a lot of discussions about different frameworks. Serious Decision have their own framework. A Terminus, Flip My Funnel have their own framework. So we have our own framework and it's pretty similar, right? There are five steps to ABM. You identify accounts, you profile them and enrich them, create content, launch campaigns, and then you measure results and then you optimize from there. So with that said, I'm going to get into the meat of the presentation and really show you how we do it at Marketo. And Marketo, as a side note, has been doing account-based marketing to target big enterprise companies for more than five years. So, and we've been getting really good at that. And so, but within SMB, we've been, uh, we've had some, quite a few challenges and uh, we decided to leverage account-based marketing strategy to really go after high value deals and accounts to supplement our inbound processes. So our goals for ABM within SMB segment, and again, the idea behind that was to go after smaller business organizations, strategic accounts in smaller business segment, uh, and specifically to go after the accounts with a higher value, with higher ASP average selling price. And so our strategy was to leverage ABM to market and sell to these higher value accounts and uh, using vertical messaging and content. And so there were some key questions that we wanted to answer. Number one is, are we closing these uh, accounts faster than with traditional inbound marketing? Are, in fact, average selling prices going up if we go after the target accounts? And uh, what is the win rate? Are we closing more deals or not? So those were kind of our initial assumptions and strategy. And so, again, we used our framework. And so the first step was to identify and profile the account. So there are many different frameworks, again, many considerations how you select your accounts. So, and again, this is a process. Marketing cannot do it by itself. So it's a very involved process, typically engaging sales teams and your counterparts in other company organizations, decision makers and stakeholders and other business units. So, but typically you look at account profitability, try to identify high yield accounts, You look at the product fit. Are you trying to sell into someone who is going to stay with you as a customer for a longer period of time? Or are you going to get a great revenue lift in year one, but then that same customer is going to churn later? Or is it going to be so expensive to service this customer that it's just not profitable? Typically, customers of your competitors are are a good fit, so you may want to look there. And of course, there are some strategic accounts that you definitely want to put on your list. So in our case, because we focus a lot on the tech sector, we were looking at all the technology unicorn companies as our strategic accounts. So the next step is to profile those accounts. And again, we do a lot of that on the enterprise side, where you see really large, complex, global organizations. You really need to figure out who the decision makers are, who are the influencers, what is the composition, what's the work structure like. So it's less of an issue on the SMB side, because typically you have a much smaller organization, pretty, not really complex, and you're looking at, you know, three to five decision makers. And then absolutely leverage the tools. So... The marketing tech stack is pretty complex. We all talked about today. Here are some of the tools that we've used at Marketo in this process. So definitely for account data enrichment and account scoring. So we use lead space and then for identifying competitive data, data nice quite a bit. So all of these tools are kind of available for you. Pick the ones that work for your organization. And there's been a lot of discussion about predictive, right? So we do use predictive scoring. So we 
work very closely with LeadSpace as a partner in this process. So they actually built a predictive scoring model for us that takes into account, you know, thousands of different signals and uh, different uh, data points that go into the model. So there's historical data, your win rates, your deal sizes, firmographic data on the accounts, like annual revenue and employee sizes and territories, right? And, you know, multiple other signals like social media activity and, and the website technology used. So all of that went through the model. They, they used our historical account data to, to build the model. And so as a result of this, we came up with this essential account selection and enrichment process. So we used both. We used predictive account scoring and rep knowledge to come up with tiers of accounts, right? So for our top tier accounts, we took essentially strategic accounts that our reps picked and we created a pilot program with that. And then for our tier one accounts, we used a predictive model and we picked accounts that already existed in our CRM. And we use Salesforce, so in our database. And we picked accounts with a score of 100. So that's the, uh, the biggest score. And then we also purchased lookalike accounts with account score of 100 that did not exist in our database. And that was our second tier. And so, and then we went through the process of enrichment. Again, very important step. So you need to dedupe your accounts. You need to convert leads to contacts in your CRM. You need to purchase new names where there's white space. And then you need to opt in the account so that you can nurture them. So we went through that process. And it's a very involved process. And again, we reiterated a number of times. And we, we went through a couple of pilots with um, a handful of reps initially. And then sort of optimized this process throughout the year. The next step is to create content. Again, there's been a lot of discussion about content and how to make content personalized and how to make it work. So really great content is all about being relevant, delivering it at the right time and to the right person. So it needs to be personal. And so content is not just ebooks, right? And it's not data sheet with the account name on it. So it's everything, everything that you do. And it's really hard to do if you don't have a good content generating strategy and a content team that can help you do that. So Luckily at Marketo, we, we do have a team and we produce a lot of content, so which makes it easy for us to personalize the existing content to the verticals or to the target accounts that we go after. And it's important, again, to know your buyer, right? There is a lot of discussion of the buyer journey and knowing your buyer. And again, you need to validate your assumptions periodically, right? So whether you've been doing inbound marketing for a long time and now you're starting with ABM, it's important to, again, look at your personas and uh, have a discussion with sales and, and really kind of have interviews with your customers and, and prospects and validate those assumptions. Do kind of the previous data points and assumptions still hold? So it's important to do that. And then it's also important to map content to the buying stage, right? So in this case, so I'm showing a matrix uh, that we developed for a specific vertical. This, in this case, it's a higher education vertical. And so there are still the stages that a decision maker from a target account needs to go through in order to become a customer, right? So there's still an awareness stage. And you may want to send them a white paper on empowering higher education relationships, right? At the interest stage, you may send them an ebook on enrollment and engagements and donations, how marketing automation helps them. Evaluation stage, you are going to show them case studies of similar companies in their space. And then commitment, you want to bring them in into your community and start really, again, exploring the relationship to make sure that they are happy with, with your solution and that at some point they are ready to become an advocate for your brand. 
And given that many SMBs struggle today with content, content development, so resources is a big issue. So here are some four tips that may help you in, in the process. And we call them four R's. So the first one is to reorganize. So if you already have content that you that you create for your inbound programs and you have large pieces of content, for example, we have definitive guides that we're famous for in the industry. Those are 100-page long ebook. So what we often do is take a chapter or some chapters from from the ebook, and then we republish, repackage them as uh, individual pieces of content. So you can rewrite pieces of the existing content to make it applicable for a specific vertical segment or put an account name on it, right? Make sure that you retire content that's already outdated. Social media content, for example, you know, ages very quickly. So you need to make sure that you keep track of that. And then redesign. Again, put a new cover on the, on the older piece of content. Again, make it relevant for the, for the vertical. Change a few things from your persona research that you know is going to resonate for a specific vertical segment. And it will make your life easier. So the next step is launch cross-channel campaigns. Always think multi-channel, right? Demand gen and marketing automation, this is not just about email. We use all the channels. And of course, if you have a robust marketing automation system, do we have any Marketo customers here? Oh, great. So we have quite a few, right? So I'm hoping that you guys use other channels, not just email, because you can do great things on, on social channel, mobile channels, if, it, if it's related to you. Events like this are, are great. Use all channels that your target audiences and engages in. And if you have Marketo, you know where they engage, right? So you can really see the engagement with your, with your content on the channels that you uh, incorporate in your marketing mix. And that's what it makes it powerful. So we also take a tiered approach, like similarly to what I mentioned to you earlier, that we created account tiers. We create programs that serve different account tiers. And the point behind that is that some of these programs are really expensive, right? So you want to use your budget really efficiently and you want to maximize the return on your budgets for the accounts that matter the most. So therefore, for our top tier accounts, we use the whole channel mix. But for other uh, tiers, we are not going to use an expensive direct mail, three-dimensional direct mail with a really um, expensive offer or LinkedIn in mail that gets really, really expensive. So think about that. And now I want to show you some of the personalized campaign examples that we really we ran throughout the year. So web personalization, how many folks are using web personalization today? Not many of you, right? Well, it's, it's really important and it works. It works really well. So when you send a personalized email to someone, you know that it works, right? So think of using kind of similar methodology when someone comes to your website. You want to greet them with a personalized message, right? And so we use our own product, Marketo Web, Web Personalization Tool. What you see here, it's a little bit hard to see, but that's a banner on our homepage, and it's, it has a pretty generic message that greets everyone. It's not personalized, but... When we personalize the message, in this case, I'm personalizing this subhead and I'm inserting the words for small business in the subhead. So this message and this banner is personalized to target accounts in SMB segment. And when we do that, we're seeing 148% lift in, in conversion. And with web personalization, you can do a lot deeper than that. So you can even insert a named account. It's not going to make sense to do that for SMBs, but for named accounts of a big size like Think Wells Fargo, think, think Microsoft. If you want to target them, you can do that. And you can create uh, completely personalized experiences and paths for your, for your segments, however you define them, whether it's based on vertical, whether it's, it's based on company size segment, whether it's based on a list of very specifically defined target accounts. So you can do that. 
So the next one is retargeting. How many folks are doing retargeting today? Great. So retargeting is awesome because if someone comes to your website and doesn't do anything, they don't convert, you want to follow that contact from a target account until they do something that you want them to do. So again, we use our own tools in this. So combination of web personalization and our product ad bridge, we can create or replicate segments that we built for our target accounts, whether it's again based on specific vertical or SMB segment. And we can replicate those segments on third-party websites through Google network. So this is an example that, that you see here. Or we can do it on social media networks like Facebook, for example. And we were able to do it on LinkedIn until they stopped that functionality. And so when you do that, again, you're seeing twice as many conversions. So that's, that's really powerful and a great digital program to, to test with your ABM strategy. The next one is direct mail. So there's a lot of discussion about direct mail. A lot of companies do that. So again, we um, partner with PFL, Printing Full S. So again, this company probably going to get a lot of business out of this conference because I've, I've heard their name mentioned quite a bit. The beauty of PFL is that it integrates with Marketo. So it's a fully automated program. And the way it works is that it's trigger-based. So we decided to target executives in our tier or 100 target accounts with a very piece of direct mail. In fact, we're, we want to give them a bottle of champagne, really expensive champagne, if they take, take a meeting with us. So when an executive a target account reaches a certain score, then an email is triggered and it goes out to them to verify their email. And at the same time, an alert goes out to our sales rep to follow up with the, with the executive to make sure that they receive and they respond to, to our email. And then the rep tries to schedule a meeting. And so, again, if the meeting occurs, actually before the, before the meeting, we send them, once the address is verified, we send them a champagne flute, you know, really to in, uh, kind of to spark their interest and to hopefully they're intrigued and they're ready for the phone call from the rep. So only after they take the meeting, we send them the bottle of champagne. Again, everything in this program is automated in terms of sales alerts, in terms of email communications, and actual physical packages going out to the rep, but we still need to the prospect, but we still need to stay on top of our sales folks to make sure that, again, they follow up. So this campaign is a pilot program that's running right now. I don't have immediate results, but the sample size is pretty small, and we're seeing really, really promising initial results. Personalized video. So again, we work very closely with Vidyard. Probably seen presentations from Tyler earlier today. And this is a great example of a campaign that we did in order to drive people to our top event of the year, the Marketing Nation Summit. And we came up with it. We worked with Vidyard to develop really personalized videos for a handful of our prospects and customers, inviting them to the event. And so we sent an email to those folks with embedded video. And again, the results were, were pretty good. Considering the, the sample size, we've gotten 2x open rate and 80 re registrations out of this program. So we're looking at doing something similar for, for the next event um, this year. And so finally, I want to mention this program that we did for a very, a very small vertical segment. So we were targeting asset management companies, SMB asset management companies within financial services industry. And we created a series of very, very targeted webinars for them. And so you see the attendance rate is pretty low, right? So we're the highest uh, attended webinar was 21 people only. But if you look at the number of opportunities that we generated from these webinars, it's pretty phenomenal. So this shows you that, you know, targeted approach really works very, very, very well in certain circumstances.
So a couple of points on sales and marketing alignment. And I love this cartoon because it really speaks to the point that ABM, ABM really works. And it, sh- it works as a catalyst of bringing the two teams together that very often work in, in silos. And again, marketing cannot make account-based marketing successful without sales. So it's really a very collaborative process. And how do you do that? So it starts with joint account selection and planning, as, as I already mentioned. And that's a very involved process. And you need to make sure that you have alignment and agreement, key stakeholders. And often what, uh, what helps is uh, really start small, start with a pilot program. And in fact, we did. We started with uh, just three reps and three verticals. And then when we saw initial results, we were very vocal about communicating the results to sales. And then it helps bring them on board and sort of expand the program. Salespeople are also not very comfortable with data often, right? So they want something tangible in, in terms of programs like events, or like direct mail. So testing those tactics really helps. And again, having a discussion around events, around the results um, is important. So transparency and frequent communication is key. So my team sends out to help you sell email every every week. We meet with sales almost daily to go over the results. We are in QBRs and, and planning sessions. So it's, again, it's a very, very involved process. And it's important to align goals and incentives. And so even before you start, if you haven't started ABM strategies at your company, have a discussion about goals before you start and have an alignment on goals, what you're trying to accomplish with that, what are your objectives, and how are you going to define sort of the scope of the, of the project. And what also helps is aligning incentives around those goals. So if you're trying to grow pipeline and opportunities within target accounts, make sure that you have incentives, beefs for sales, and, you know, think about the variable compensation for your marketing team who is responsible for those programs as well. And, of course, training and investments in data quality are really, really key because if you don't have good data to start with, garbage in, garbage out. So we invest a lot of time in sales enablement. And so what we found out that on the SMB in particular, we need to be really, really prescriptive with our SDRs and our sales teams. So we actually created a whole book, playbook for them, how to do outbound. And it starts from kind of prioritizing all the different verticals that we have and which ones they should attack first. Within those verticals, we developed, of course, we use predictive scoring to help them kind of prioritize the list of accounts within those verticals. But also we, we developed working very closely with segment marketing, messaging, and proof points for each persona within those verticals. And for SDRs, we went uh, even further in, in terms of creating calling scripts and uh, sales nurture emails and follow-up emails and creating special Salesforce views and, of course, training them on how to use Salesforce. So it may not be the same in your organization, but again, what we found at Marketo is that it takes a lot of, it takes an army to, to be successful with, with ABM. And training is really key here. So finally, I want to talk a little bit about the results and, and how to measure, measure success. So when we talk about measurement, again, it's important to set some goals up front. And in this case, we were focused on uh, driving pipeline and, and revenue within target accounts. But also it's important to really understand what you're going to measure and what results you're going to look at at what stage. And that, of course, is dependent on your buying cycle, right? If you have a buying cycle of 18 months, so these uh, kind of timeframes are going to look different. But in any case, so at the early stage, 
you would want to look at, let's say, lift in website traffic or attendance to an event like this one. And then a few weeks or a few months later, you're going to look at what is the number of qualified leads that are coming out of your target accounts. How many call connects did your sales team make? What is the number of meetings that occurred within target accounts? And only later on, you know, three, six, nine months uh, later, again, depending on your sales cycles, you're going to see opportunities in, in pipeline and then close to one accounts. And so Marketo recently launched an ABM solution, Marketo account-based marketing solution. So we're actually now using our own product to target, manage accounts and analyze the results. So this is an example from a Marketo ABM product. And so it's a dashboard where you can go and you can load the account list and you can see the pipeline and opportunities created within target accounts, as well as the page views and visitor information and web activities. So that's powerful. And we can show this to the sales teams. And, and again, it brings credibility and they have visibility into what's working, what's not working. So now finally results. So we've been running with this program for almost 12 months. And so what we're seeing is 37% higher win rate within target accounts and 66% higher average sell price. So great initial results. Also 11% quarter over quarter growth in opportunities created. So clearly this is working for us. We're not all set. Definitely there is a lot of work that still needs to be done in terms of approving processes and kind of optimizing all the steps and also scaling this whole program. So I want to leave you with a few takeaways. Again, see if you determine whether ABM is right for you. And make sure that you collaborate closely with, with your sales teams and marketing organization. Use rep knowledge as well as predictive querying for account selection. And make sure that you create personalized targeted message for, for your accounts as well as content. And then make sure that you're not using email. Use all channels and, of course, measure and iterate and optimize the results moving forward. So with that, thank you. Again, if you have questions about Marketo ABM product. We have a booth here. And so please feel free to stop by and we can show you a demo and let you know in more detail what the product is about. And shameless plug, we have our Marketo Summit coming up in a, in a few months uh, in San Francisco. So in April 23rd through 26th, and we have a special discount offer for folks attending this conference. So I hope to, to see you all there. It's going to be packed with wonderful thought leadership content and uh, lots of opportunities to network and ask questions. So with that, I am here for you to ask any questions. So if anybody does have questions for Anastasia, I do have the mic. If you want to raise your hand, I'm happy to bring it over to yeah. you. Hi there. Thank you. Great presentation. Wanted to find out, you mentioned in there, I think, about surveying prospects mm -hmm. or how are you getting in the door to begin with just to be able to have those prospects take the time to survey them and learn more about their company? So great question. So how we are serving prospects. So we have a large database that we are constantly building throughout inbound efforts. So we use all channels to build our database. And so the survey that I mentioned earlier, so it went to both Marketo customers and prospects, prospective customers who have filled out a form. And so therefore they are in our Marketo database and we have access to them and we market to them through email and other channels. And that's a way for us to, again, periodically send them surveys or call them and ask a few questions. Great question.
Hi there. You mentioned purchasing potential data early in your presentation, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts on or any intelligence on how you initially opt in those very cold lists. Any ideas there? Yes. So we don't recommend purchasing lists. There are lots of vendors that are going to, you know, advertise to you on a daily basis. Typically, we go through multiple processes of, again, building our database, right? So, and this goes back to inbound marketing more so. That's how we we built our database to begin with. And so there are channels like your SEO, your blog, or your pay-per-click, the the Google advertising, or content syndication or sponsored emails. So essentially what you do is you you work with different vendors and you you publish your content on their properties and then they they come and they fill out form. And that way they consume your piece of content and you sort of get their name through the process of opting them in because they're filling out the form and they're opting in to receive communications from you. So that's kind of a way of building database. You just purchase a list. There's going to be a lot of junk in those lists, so you need to go through the, a different opt-in process. And there are again different ways of doing that. You can use your own inside sales team to call those people because we cannot market to them until they explicitly agree to hear from us, right? So that's how the, the concept of opting them in. So someone needs to call them and send them again a piece of content and have them essentially fill out a form. So you can do that through your inside sales team, or you can use an outsourced vendor to do that. But the process essentially is similar in that there is a form fill and explicit agreement to receive communication from a company. Can we give Anastasia a round of okay. applause? Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.